Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Have you ever noticed that thriving in any situation can be difficult? Because there's so many factors that are beyond our own personal control. And yet, what about if you're somebody that um, has a harder time processing? Maybe physically has a harder time with mobility, or maybe just mentally it's, it takes more to get you where you want to be and to have clear, clear thoughts. Well, today's show on the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker team, and I'm Yetta Decker, I've invited special, special guests to join us that are going to talk about how do we support someone. Maybe you have a family member, maybe you are somebody that needs some support. I was that person at one point and that needed support in my own home. I didn't want to move to the hospital or to a rehab center. I wanted to be supported in my own home. And maybe that's been your story or somebody you know. So I have Lisa and Claire with me today. Welcome. Hi, thank Hello. you. And they are from a company that has actually been grassroots initiated from you. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. And have personal experience as well as now have created an entire structure to support, to really support maybe you or maybe someone you know or maybe somebody you're caring for so you can really thrive and remain in a home rather than being institutionalized. Isn't that what most of us want? And not to say that there are times that it's a good decision not to. Fair enough? Absolutely. And so we're going to dig right in. I'm going to ask some questions. It's going to be a little bit interactive and playful. And what you may find happens for you is you think of another question that we didn't even cover. If that happens, because this is a 30-minute show. The Inside Track on Real Estate's 30 minutes, which clearly we can't take a lifetime worth of experience and a lifetime worth of journey and covered in 30 minutes. So if more comes up, you will be able to email these gals or just email me, info at deckerteam.com. You know how to get me. And what is the best way to reach you? Uh, by email, I'd say, uh, dswcoop at gmail.com. So dswcoop at gmail.com. And if you're only listening, you might want to watch because this is also a video show. And so you just go to the Decker Team YouTube channel and you will see on their shirts that it actually says DSW Co-op, which is short, easy, sweet. Now, what does it actually stand for? <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful, yeah. but it stands for the Developmental Services Worker Cooperative. So Developmental Services Worker Cooperative. I got it. I've been practicing <laughs> all morning. <laughs> so what is that? first thing that someone ought to be thinking about when they're deciding, do I stay in my home? Do I help somebody stay in their home? What do they have to think about? Well, I'd say you start, I mean, every person is different, right? Every individual has different needs, different wants, different desires. Um, so, I mean, it really just starts at the person and, and you need to um, think about what it is that is most important to them. Um, you know, whether it be location, access to community, um, accessibility in the home, 
um, it, it really is individualized. Um, so I'd say that's the first thing is mm-hmm. really getting to know the person and, uh, and their wants and their needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you have a formula or a questionnaire or do you have a way to draw those things out? Because what I found in real estate is that so often, the and Claire, you can, some of the things that you needed to think about, you hadn't thought about. That's right. Because until the questions were asked, you don't even know what you need to figure out yet. Mm-hmm. So do you utilize a questionnaire or some sort of formal informal, informal, I don't know, questionnaire to get people thinking? Yes. So uh, just to give a little bit more about what we do. um, So we support uh, people with developmental disabilities um, in whatever it is that they are looking to achieve, whatever their goals are, their needs, their wants. Um, So we have an intake process. So we have a bunch of different questions that we sit down and ask um, ask that person and, and we find out what it is um, that their goals are that they want to achieve whether it's employment whether it's um, meeting new friends whether it's um, you know learning those life skills at home cooking uh, cleaning things like that um, so we do we have some some direct questions that we ask when we're trying to get to know the person but it always grows and, and develops, right? As you get to know people and as they achieve those goals, it, it uh, grows into something new. And Yeah. And I would also say not only is it the person that we're sort of trying to help in the immediate sense, the person with a developmental disability, but it's also their families in terms of supporting them. And so we ask it almost as a whole in terms of the family and the person themselves. And we're asking questions for the here and now, but we're also looking for their goals in the future. Where do they see themselves in five years' time? And oftentimes, I think they're so busy dealing with the chaos and and the situation for the now, they haven't thought about where they want to go. And these are our questions in terms of what do you want to do? Where do you see yourself in five years' time? How do you want to maximize your your independence in this household? Where do you need to move? Do you need to stay? What can we do to help you support in those in those journeys? Yeah, it's actually it's really cool when we do have those conversations because a lot of times, um, especially family members, they're you know it's almost like eye opening to them because they're like, oh, I never thought about that. And well, yeah, I kind of do. You know, I do make his own lunches and do his laundry for him, but yeah, I think that is something that he could do. And sure enough, you know, the young gentleman is like, yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, so it, so it really, through those conversations with the whole family, it really helps to um, come up with more ideas. So, yeah. So the most important thing to start is have a conversation. And I think what you're hearing here, and I have noticed again and again and again, is the value of a guided conversation. Because the family's already had these conversations many times in one form or another, except until it's guided and there's an almost like a mediator or an outside supporter, an outside advocate initiating the questions, um, it doesn't go as deep, it seems. There's things that are always uncovered. I know when we sit in a consult, regardless of whether it's somebody that needs to relocate because of physical constrictions or it doesn't really matter the reason, there's always things that bubble to the surface when the consultative process begins. And so that is absolutely the case. You're going to find just having somebody ask the questions because then they know when to say, because they're not in the situation. They're not attached 
they're not, I mean, they're attached in that they want the best for you, but they're not personally invested in terms of attached to the outcome. There's no bias that a child needs to or a person needs to do X or not do X. And so just by having that slight step back, it allows the conversation to expand to places you never imagined it could. So number one, if you're taking notes, I would actually encourage you to. And I think it's the kind of show that I would actually listen to more than once because there's going to be nuggets dropped all over the place. Because Lisa, not only does she work in the industry, she actually lives with two... Yeah, two young adults with developmental disabilities. Right. And so she's not just speaking from a um, theoretical perspective or looking into somebody's home. She's looking from the inside out. So the value and the nuggets that will be dropped here will be invaluable. So note-taking is a wise one. So if you're driving, pull over. (laughs) If you're at work and you're listening and you maybe, you know, it's break time and it's running short, you can always go on to DeckerTeam.u at the YouTube channel and watch it there so it's a little safer, um, which is good because we don't want to create any more challenges or disabilities. So let's be careful there. Uh, So that's an amazing insight is just open up the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Which will broaden it and deepen it. Yeah. Perfect. So what are other things that you're thinking about in terms of options? What are the options available to somebody that's identified? I need some help. So the options are very wide. Um, You know, somebody might want to um, live independently and be able to live independently, but they might require some support um, in different areas, whether that be um, making meals, making sure they're taking their medication, things like that. Um, And then you could have somebody that lives in a situation like mine where um, it's a home share situation. So my fiance and I live with two adults with developmental disabilities. Um, One of the young men is very independent. He comes and goes as he pleases. Um, but they, the one, one of the brothers requires more support. He needs 24 hour supervision kind of thing. Um, and then there's, um, you know, somebody that might need even more support. So there's other housing, um, situations like, um, group homes and things like that. Um, and then other times families and the individual decides that they want to still continue to live together. Um, but maybe they still want their own independence. So maybe they want their own space in a new home. Um, so those are some of the different types of, um, living situations. Mm -hmm. Did I miss anything? I think we also deal with situations with parents that are aging aging and their other children have moved out and they don't need such a large home but they are still caring for their adult child who has a developmental disability and so they're looking for ways to make their home environment more supportive to the family perhaps a bit smaller in space um, easier access to the community um, and to recreational facilities and supports perhaps public transportation and the idea being that they can slowly, perhaps they can go to the cottage on the weekends, but their uh, adult child can remain at home and continue on in their life. And it's sort of that ability to transition out to give their child more and more independence. And um, so several um, people that we support have actually downsized into an apartment type of facility where uh, it's easier to support their lifestyle. Um, and it's also sort of setting up their child for success for later on, perhaps when they're not in the picture. Yeah, I think um, 
right now in particular, um, there's a lot, a lot of families that have expressed concern about what's going to happen to their son or daughter when they pass away, right? Uh, if they need that type of support. The problem is that there's wait lists for group homes. You know, it's not always easy to, to find those homes. So parents are taking it upon themselves to find the right home for their son or daughter with a disability and vice versa for, um, you know, an aging parents. You know, they, the children sometimes need to take it upon themselves to help find the right home for them now that can, they can be supported in the future, right? Um, and so I think that's a huge concern for many, many parents uh, looking towards the future. And um, so it's, it's exciting that, you know, like in our jobs and, and my, me personally, um, like I've been able to help a family that I'm very close with. And, um, you know, the family just feels so relieved that they have something in place for their two adult sons if anything was to happen. Um, and, you know, and same thing if once they find somebody a home, whether it be a semi-independent um, or an independent apartment, uh, once they have that home, you know, that, that really helps the family as well feel, um, feel better about the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that is very, very important is because when you're in this situation, often you can't see beyond the present. You're, you're exhausted, yeah. right? You're not getting a lot of sleep. Like as soon as you said, Lisa, 24-7 care. It's like, okay, and so when do the people that are supporting and providing care sleep? Well, he sleeps. Okay. <laughs> sleeps really well, actually. So okay. I'm lucky there. But when I have kids, that'll be a different story. Well, and, and not... All do. No, that's right. very true. And so for you, 24-7 means accessible and available 24-7 yes. in the space. Yes. For others, it actually means waking up every two hours to put food in a feeding tube. Yes, like absolutely. It yeah. is dependent, right? Yes. And then there's night terrors and there's all kinds of things that can happen. So when you're in it, you can probably relate to this if you've ever had to provide acute care, I guess, is really what we're talking about for someone else, that you can't even see what there is to see. Absolutely. Is that fair? Yeah. And so just getting some support Mm -hmm. for yourself even, right? Absolutely. From um, DSW, right? Absolutely, yeah. Would help you see the future because ultimately it's, it's a concern. So it's having a stress and attention on your body. You're wearing it. You may not even be aware you're wearing it. So this conversation may just be opening up for you the fact that it's time to think about five years down the road or 10 years down the road, not just from a worrying perspective, because we tend to be pretty good at that, most of us. I know I can do that from time to time. Yep, How yep. about you, ladies? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so rather than just from a worrying perspective, let's put a strategy into place. Let's put a plan into place for three years, five years, 10 years down the road, even if we don't need to exercise it now. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, that's something that I've seen a lot recently, too. Um, you know, older parents with children with developmental disabilities are passing this on to the younger parents who have children 
with disabilities saying like you need to get started in this planning process as soon as possible because it does take a long time um like the parents of the two adult men that i live with um they said you know they retired i think 10 years ago and they thought oh when we retire you know the boys will move out into you know whatever housing situation it is a group home or whatever um but they only just moved in a year ago you know so it took that long to really set everything up into place and find the right home and the right family situation so it really does take a long time so um a lot of older parents are encouraging younger families to think about it it's hard because you know people don't want to let go and and they love their children and they want to support them as long as they can but it's also about that person right as they grow older well you know in their 20s a lot of people want to move out out of their parents homes right so it's also about thinking about them and what they might want right and so this could be a 10 year planning process is what i just heard at least so <laughs> okay this could be a 15 or 20 year planning process you want to start yeah wow yeah. so doesn't that give you a little bit of food for thought so starting somewhere it's a little bit like people will call me about making a move in real estate sometimes a year two three even five years out and usually one or the other partner goes it's too early you can't bother them and the other one goes no no it's not too early i know i need to have some focused clarity about where i might be headed even if i never head there yeah and this is very much that same conversation except go way earlier <laughs> start the moment you know that it's something that's going to have to be cared for as soon as you can get past the critical time yes i think sometimes <laughs> there's a critical period when all this first starts to take yes. place and and or when children start to get larger and you go this is getting demanding yeah. or even foreseeing that that's going to happen yeah yeah it's a lot of times it's um most adults with developmental disabilities uh choose to stay in their high schools sometimes until age 21 not all of them but sometimes um and so a lot of times um families don't really think about um it's difficult to think about okay well what's after that mm-hmm. right and it's not just the housing situation it's uh are they going to work where are they going to work um you know and then as well their housing situation and then the parents start to get older so there's a lot at once at that time like you know parents deal with you know the kids growing up and going through school and that's a lot but a lot of i'm finding a lot of parents are starting to think more about it while their children are in high school years and that i think is a good time to really start thinking about the future for um and and helping your son or daughter Uh, or that individual that you care for figure out what it is that they want in their future 10 years down the road right so re- remembering that so a third major point i think we've had probably 20 points and yet i've <laughs> kind of been categorizing the ones that are like huge is ask and get clarity from not just the person providing the care mm-hmm. really digging deep with the individual through the process that is going to need the support. Yeah. Cuz there's usually you know we all know what we want. Yeah. Or maybe we know what we don't want. Sometimes yes. it's easier to know what we don't I don't want this 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 and this. Okay, so that means if you don't want this, do you want this? Yeah. Right? One uncovers the other. 
So one of the things when we were talking in advance, and I can appreciate there are many styles of houses that you could live in. And I appreciate, you know, it could be apartments. It could be a home with uh, an in-law apartment on the main level or in the lower level. It could be two apartments in the same building. It could be in a group home with other people and you're visiting rather than permanent care. Uh, it could be in your own space where you have a fair number of caregivers coming in and support workers coming in to make it possible. So that's fantastic. That, that could go on, that, that conversation could go on all day. Mm -hmm. One of the things we talked about in advance that really I hadn't thought about, and if I hadn't thought about it, maybe you haven't thought about it either. And that is, what are the signs? How do you, how can you tell whether the situation you've now you know, navigated through the crisis, you've had the deep conversations, you've gone broad, you've gone deep, you've figured out what you want, you've planned 10, 15, 20 years out, you've got everything structured, and now you're in that scenario. How do you know if it's working? I'd say just, I mean, the smiles, <laughs> like that's for me, the biggest thing, like, um, like in my personal situation, like, just knowing like the the two young men they go home with their parents on the weekends sometimes and just knowing that yeah sometimes they're a little bit sad to say bye but then the moment they get home they're right at home they you know they go into the one of them loves playing on the computer and he's right at home in his room and the other one just settles in with his new thing and just so much laughter and happiness in the home and you can really tell that they're thriving um you know, one of the young men, he's, his independence level from when he was living with mom and dad has gone way up. And it's really cool. You know, now he makes his own lunches. He never did before. Uh, he knows how to make some dinners. Um, you know, he's talking about inviting his girlfriend over more often, um, things like that. Like he's just, he's really taking pride in um, those ind more independent things. And it, it's really cool to see um, how much that they're thriving in this situation. And I would say right from the very beginning when you were talking about a guided conversation, I think it comes back to that. You're going to always need to revisit it and, and confirm that things are on track. And if they're not on track, why aren't they on track? And if it's an issue perhaps in terms of the person is not perhaps getting the right nutrition and the food and they're sort of eating a lot more junk food because they don't have as much assistance from home as they did before, then perhaps you sort of can provide some options in terms of um, a job um, meals to go or um, supported, um, not so much a feeding program, but in terms of uh, teaching how to cook, yeah. teaching how to do grocery shopping, um, trying to bring some balance back into it. So I think it's always those guided conversations, uh, revisiting, is this working? If you're happy, things are great, awesome. But if things are not working, why aren't they working? Is it because of food? Is it because you, the way the place that you move to doesn't have a good bus stop nearby? Um, is it good in the summertime, but in the wintertime there's a problem because of, of uh, snow and that you can't get your wheelchair to the stop? So here are, by identifying what the problem is, we can fix it. We can introduce mechanisms to help improve the situation. That's cool. And one of the things you mentioned before, which I was kind of like, huh, of course, is you mentioned if somebody's hygiene goes down, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden there is a clue that the situation's not working. Yeah. Yeah. And 
well, and also the food thing as well. Yeah. Like, um, I know many families, there's lots of different things that you can access, right? Um, whether it be workers like ourselves that go in and check in and, and, and help out in, in whatever ways that we might see that that person needs some support. Um, and then there's all sorts of um, food programs, like you said, that they can deliver food to your house and you can have um, the recipes right there. You follow the recipe. I know many people that have started that. Um, you know, other times people move in with roommates and it's not the right fit. And so you start to see some some things there. Um, you know, maybe the individual says, you know, I'm not really getting along with my roommate. Well, that's normal. It happens, right? We've, we've all lived with roommates and, and have, have had situations where it's not great. Um, and so that can provide a big challenge. But again, it's you know, it's what that person needs and wants, and then you work with it. And and I think, sorry, just another yeah. key point. No, no, that- this is good. Don't be sorry. Because <laughs> this is what you're listening for, right? <laughs> One thing that I have found in a lot of the meetings I've attended and, and families that I've spoken with is that um, families look for that one home, that one situation that's going to be, they're going to move in and it's going to be perfect and done and they're there forever. <laughs> Sorry. But it's, it's, <laughs> You've heard this before. In reality, <laughs> it's not, right? Like everybody has to grow and adapt and, you know, that person, it might not want to live there anymore. They might choose to live in a home or they might want to live in an apartment or they might need more support as they get older. Like things change, people change. And so one of the things that I've really learned and that a lot of the families have learned is that you got to kind of roll with it and, and go with it and adapt as the person changes and adapts. Um, you know, it's not going to be one set, you know, you find a home, that's it, that's done. You've got all this part. No, it's going to change. And it's something that you have to kind of just get used to. <laughs> so being fluid and flexible. Yes. I think flexible. that's what we're saying. Yes. Fluid and flexible, listening to all the cues. And as a support worker, you may be listening to this show and going, this is what I do. I'd love to provide this. And this sounds like a perfect forum to do it in through this cooperative. All you would do is reach out to Lisa or Claire. Yep. And yep. what's what's a phone number? that they could reach you out of. They're not comfortable with that internet initially because it just goes into the black vortex of email. Uh, well, I could give my number. Yeah. It's 613-325-2490. Say it again, please. 613-325-2490. Um, and I can help you get that process started. And- right. So this is for somebody that is thinking they'd like to provide the service because what I have found, and I'm seeing it again with Lisa and Claire, they are very unique, special, wonderful people that have the ability to dig in and do it in a way that it really does add value and doesn't take away from the human dignity. It, there's a special, unique person. So if that is you and you want to affiliate with with Claire and Lisa and their business, please reach out to them. If you're saying, I need support, or you know somebody that does, reach out as well. And if this has conjured up questions and it is time for an in-home consultation or a phone consultation, this really is just meant to be that starting point. Starting point to open your thinking and now what's next. So if you're wondering that, again, the same phone number, the email address, dswcoop at gmail.com. Perfect. 
And what's one thing, because we've got about 30 seconds to leave a pearl of wisdom that will change the life of the person listening? I think the, the really important thing is to include the person in the discussion and not to talk over them or through them or around them, but to ask them what they would like and what they need. And that is where you start the conversation. Absolutely. And to be open to what they want, even if it's not what you thought or what your ideal was, um, you know, it's about them. It's, it's their lives. So you really have to listen to them and, and be open to that. Listen and be open. It works in everything we do. So thanks for moving forward together on the inside track. And uh, we look forward to more.